Welcome to BIV Today, the podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and executive editor. The Canadian Federation for Independent Business, the umbrella organization for the small business sector that is the mainstay of most communities, has just released a report on what these businesses think of the municipal governments in Western Canada. In short, they seem to feel misunderstood, undervalued, overregulated. The CFIB has some prescriptions to improve the relationship, and I want to talk today about the report and ideas for change with Emily Boston. She's an analyst with the Federation. She joins me here in Vancouver. Good to see you. Thanks so much for having me out, Kirk. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to talk about the report a little bit more. Yeah, let's let's talk about how deep are these feelings generally about um, the concern that there's a bit of a gap. There definitely is a gap that needs to be addressed. Uh, In one of our recent surveys, we found that 70% of small business owners across the West do not think that their municipal government properly understands the cost pressures that they face. Um, So this report was actually created in response to that data point. Um, We recognize that there's more that needs to be done uh, for small business owners to feel like their needs are being met. Why do you think this has happened? Why is there such a gulf yeah, between uh, businesses and the municipalities. What do you think is behind it? Well, there's a lot of factors. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say that there is a gulf. I think that there's opportunity for strengthening their communication. Um, some of the main things behind that is municipalities don't have a uh, enough capacity. We recognize that they're working with limited resources. Um, Many responsibilities are downloaded onto them that they don't have the capacity uh, to deal with, but that doesn't mean that small business owners um, should suffer. And a lot of our report's recommendation uh, center around creating more open communication channels with small business owners so that they're heard and municipalities can properly address their um, primary concerns. For comparative purposes, Emily, I mean, how how has the pandemic affected this situation, these relationships? Have, have they worsened? Uh, I wouldn't definitively say that they have worsened. We have seen positive things come out of the pandemic. Um, I would like to draw your attention to a specific indicator in the report, which is uh, being able to apply for business licenses and pay for them virtually. That is actually the only indicator that all of the municipalities received a perfect score on. And I believe that that is uh, a a direct... um, result of the pandemic forcing municipalities to take most of their processes virtual. Um, And that's a great first step, Um, but more needs to be done to uh, modernize other processes and reduce paper weight. Yeah, have municipalities become almost too dependent on business revenue? Well, when you look at the property tax share of how much small businesses are shouldering versus residents. Um, We recognize that residents are struggling too, but small business owners are typically disproportionately affected. um, And they just don't have any more to give. These cost pressures are going to break them. And in BC specifically, 19% of small businesses are currently at risk of closure. So it shows you um, just how how close to their breaking point they are. Your recommendations in the report um, suggest really that you're at this breaking point almost here. And the first one that I want to talk about has to do with a a bit of a freeze on cost increases. Um, You know, right now, locally, it's tax time. 
uh, you know, all the municipalities are getting their, their new budgets together. Yeah. A freeze on cost increases. Uh, what, what would that be if, if it's not just simply uh, assisting uh, businesses in this, uh, but is it also just more of a signal that uh, you know, we've got to stop the train here a bit? Uh, absolutely, a bit of both. It's not just a, sing- a, a signal. We need actionable um, steps taken by the municipality, which when we talk about, you know, cost pressures, the number one that is municipally controlled is property taxes and business owners are struggling under the weight of those right now. Um, and so we're encouraging municipalities not only to engage in sustainable spending practices, but to halt any tax increases there. Um, and you're right, budget season is right around the corner um, and small business owners are drowning in things like payroll costs that are just exacerbated by things like EHT, um, which definitely needs to be addressed. Did, did the pandemic then kind of soften everybody to the idea that you know, we were going to have to likely spend considerably more in order to get the same service and that now really we're in a situation where we have to hold it, you know, hold, hold all of this um, and not let it continue to creep out of control in the way of costs? Well, certainly uh, spending patterns changed because they needed to during the pandemic, but that doesn't mean it should be a runaway train. Um, mm-hmm. We're seeing the consequences now of all of that spending, um, and it shouldn't be primarily shouldered by small business owners. If this spending, um, again, we encourage responsible spending, but if it needs to happen, that burden shouldn't fall squarely on the shoulders of small business owners. Yeah. One of the recommendations was was for some kind of permanent licensing and yes. all this. Tell, tell me a little bit about how that would uh, reshape the relationship here. Certainly. Um, so currently, most municipalities, uh, every year, business owners need to renew their business license and go through the process of reapplying, um, which is cumbersome, time consuming, and not a necessity. We recognize that checks and balances need to be in place, um, but the the implementation of a permanent business license license would allow small businesses to do their work without having to go through the process of applying every single year. Yeah, it, it is one of the most common complaints and criticisms of municipalities in that they can uh, they can protract um, the permitting system, uh, they can, and that it doesn't have any real transparency about it. But talk a little bit about that big basket of issues, Emily, because we're, we're dealing there with the duration of licenses, the timelines in order to make sure that they are, uh, uh, you know, hitting the mark. And then in a lot of ways, the overall transparency of, of the licensing and the permitting system in a municipality. Well, I'm glad you said that, Kirk. One of um, my favorite in, uh, indicators from the report looks at the transparency in the permitting process. So we look to see if uh, municipalities offer publicly available target timelines for when permits will be provided for businesses, um, as well as whether they publish data about what their actual uh, wait times are. Um, and this is important. You can't just be waiting like waiting in the wings um, having no idea when these permits will be approved, you know, and it obviously varies in length and what you're applying for, but we've heard so many horror stories of people um, waiting a long time, but with no idea how much longer they'll, um, they'll be stuck waiting. 
Yeah, it, you, you uh, canvassed uh, eight communities across Western Canada. Uh, is there any particular Vancouver orientation to this? Any particular Vancouver perspective on, uh, on the relationship between the municipality and the business sector? Well, Vancouver is a very large municipality, so they do have a lot of resources um, that have been used positively. For example, um, one of the indicators we look at is um, whether they have a comprehensive small business oriented resource page. Um, Vancouver's is one of the best. Uh, it really stands out. And these are things that smaller municipalities um, might struggle to uh, implement. Uh, but another key thing to look at for Vancouver is that they did place seventh in terms of uh, spending. So mm -hmm. that's something to look at other municipalities and see uh, how reasonable the level of spending that's happening right now is. Yeah, I mean, it, clearly we, we've had a change of government here. We've had changes in government um, quite a bit over the province uh, this last election and all of this. Um, does the CFIB believe that actually the climate for this relationship between smaller businesses and the municipalities uh, is is potentially going to improve now, or or is there more of a you know more of a concern that's being expressed about it about the direction? I'm not sure how uh, this relationship will develop, but we're certainly on the ground advocating for the interests of small business owners as much as we can to municipal leaders, especially prior to budget season, to let them know that these changes need to be reflected in the budget. Um, we can't just have any more lip service. They have to be acting on um, these pressing concerns. So hopefully the relationship uh, improves in the future, and I personally have faith in the municipalities uh, to implement some of these recommendations, um, but that remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, the initial uh, uh, revelations that you're seeing in terms of the proposed uh, tax increases really make it very difficult to see how it is that municipalities are going to accommodate this, at least in the, in the immediate term. Uh, this is more, I guess, almost targeted at next year rather than this year. Well, as you'll notice, uh, we didn't offer any formal grades uh, to the municipalities. And the reason being is that we want to use this report as a benchmark. We're letting all of the municipalities know this is what we're looking for. It gives them an opportunity to take this feedback, um, integrate it, and then in a future iteration of this report, um, we can release how they did comparative to the year before. So you're going to go back in the field, I guess, next year? Stay tuned. <laughs> okay, good to know. Emily, it's been really great talking to you. Thanks a lot for your help today. Thank you so much, Kirk. It was great to be on the show with you. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and executive editor of BIB. Thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you again.